Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Well, all right, we're in. What's up, Bill? We're What's back. up? We're back, oh, baby. Heck, it's been yeah. literally almost three months, and this is the big blur. We're back. It has been way too long. Bill, I missed you. I missed you. We still talk. We just don't we haven't done a podcast in a while. We uh, just our schedules our schedules didn't didn't match up and that's that's a big problem, but now we got it figured out. That's and right. That's we're okay. Here, and that's the most important thing that you for and those, I hear. For those who don't know, Bill and I do not live in the same city. Bill lives in Los Angeles. I've been in Chicago for the last couple of years. And uh, I actually used to live in L.A. and moved back here during the pandemic. We've been kind of recording this uh, by pseudo by coastally, if you include like Michigan as a coast, which I do because it is the best. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the last over the court, we had a little summer vacation. We had a little summer vacation. Bill had to go do some stuff. He was traveling for like a month. Uh, I've, I've been bouncing around a little myself doing a little traveling um making a little life change i'm actually i was seeing some places i i'm making a move myself i'm moving to new york city bill the big apple like you didn't know that already (laughs) yeah rob you gotta tell them what you're doing buddy okay so in los angeles uh i lived in los angeles for about four or five years and i interspliced some time living in new york while i was there as well um working uh on broadway as an actor because i am not a journalist and we'll get back to that in a second uh, but we are, uh, definitely the traveling type, the both of us. And I've kind of been, you know, living a little bit of a nomadic lifestyle the last couple of years, bouncing between, uh, LA and New York. And, uh, I'm actually going to do uh, a brand new Broadway show next year. And, um, in order to do that, I gotta move full time to New York. No more just kind of like 
one foot in the pool, one foot on the concrete. This is a, a full cannonball, baby. Yes, sir. All, All your bags are filled. packed and you're ready to go. Yeah, it's it's a uh, John. Uh, is John that John Denver? Denver? Yeah, yeah baby. John Denver. That's yeah. right. It's a John Denver reference. <laughs> um, All right. I'm going to the East Coast and I can't wait. Uh, speaking of going to the East Coast, though, some other news. Mr. Uh, William Meinke, the microdoodle dandy, the handsome dimpled chin man himself, is going to New York University to become a journalist. Tell me about it. That's right. That's right. I am staying in L.A., but I have been admitted into the master's program at NYU for journalism. It's the Arthur L. Carter Journalism School. Um, It's a program that that is uh, can be done remotely so i am choosing to do that but it's um it's a very cool program i'm very excited about it i'm following my parents footsteps they were both journalists and the coolest thing about this rob is that the graduation ceremony is in yankee stadium shut the front door yes sir oh my god that's a great segue to the field of dreams game that we're going to talk about in a couple minutes against the yankees but uh, really quickly, just want to say a huge congratulations, Bill, because that is awesome. You, you are officially a student at NYU. What a great Feels school, good. what a great program. Bill is going to follow footsteps with his incredible parents. Uh, his pops, as you don't know, was a big-time reporter on ABC7 News here in Chicago for many, many years. 30 and plus. Bill 30 has, plus. has inherited those genes. He's an excellent writer, and uh, he is going to make a brilliant journalist uh, and I will continue to not be a journalist. No, but you are a Broadway star. You're my little Broadway star. I'm always going to come play with you, Bill, on the microphones. <laughs> you know that. Oh, yeah. Um, so now that that personal stuff is out of the way, we, uh, first of all, we missed a lot over the last uh, two and a half months. It has been a crazy season, and we're not going to touch on any of it because it's just way too much to do. Uh, really quick sum up of the last month. I just want to hear, or last two months, I want to hear your thoughts about it. Do you, uh, obviously, we had the, you know, uh, the hot stretch, uh, then we got cold, and we've had to deal with some really, really serious injuries. Robert's been out, Magical is out for the year. Uh, Eloy, obviously, has been training as we were talking about. Yasmani's been out. Um, and yet we're still just chugging along 10 games up in the division. Do you have a moment over the last, you know, few months that has stuck out to you? What's the, been the difference maker? Talk to me, Bill, tell me your thoughts. Honestly, uh, the, the difference makers are, are the, the guys that we picked up along the way. And I, and I mean, like also in spring training, the guys that maybe were going to make the club, uh, in March. And then they did like, you know, you Billy Hamilton, Hamilton and then right. you got, you bring in Lamb, and then you bring in uh, a Goodwin, and these guys are actually Goodwin. making it. Yeah, they're making an impact, and they're making a huge impact, and it's great to see. I think there's a lot of things that uh, the the White Sox obviously, and and I think this is easy to say for any season that the White Sox could be doing better. Abreu is not not batting like himself. You know, he still has eighty RBI. He, yes, right, and that's on, great. On, he, on pace for one hundred and twenty. He he hits it when it when it matters for sure, um, but you know there are like games where we could have seen, and I think I think that uh, you know if we had Aloy and if we had Robert and and Madrigal uh, before he was traded, that uh, I know so sad. Nicky, uh, come back! Nicky, Nicky come back! That was so cool. Uh, if we had those guys, I think there would, we would have been a few games, uh, above Cleveland, a few games more above Cleveland than we are right now, which I think they lost today. We won. So, you know, it puts us at, I think at the highest mark we've had, 
above it's the highest in the league for sure above any other team. Um, I do think that our division now is, uh, I don't know that it was before, but it is for sure the easiest with the team selling like they did. So I think that when we play the twins, when we play the Royals, when we play Cleveland, uh, the guardians, another big development that's happened. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, and Detroit, I think that we're going to, we have to win those games. Detroit is going to finish number two in this division. At this oh, point, yeah. I can't see them not outperforming the other three teams. Oh, absolutely. And I, but I think, I think the biggest key is I, uh, we got to watch out for how we're going to compete against the Yankees, how we're going to compete against the Jays and the Rays. I think that, um, and obviously the Oakland A's, they've been pesky for the last two decades against the White Sox. So it's kind of like the it, Oakland A's are pesky, even if their roster doesn't look good. Right. That is just yeah. a club that knows how to win. Yeah. It, yeah. And, the, and so, um, I think the biggest thing is to watch those games, see how we do. Uh, now do, are you cautious? Do you play cautious? And do you, do you try to hold on to that, that 10 plus game lead that we have? Or do you, or do you experiment and see what works against these teams like the Yankees and like, cause at this point we feel like we could probably get into the playoffs easily. Right. So. Yeah. Do you, do you see what works against the Yankees? Do you see what works against the Jays? Do you see what works against the Rays? I I do. I think I think the Sox are going to go full roster against those teams every time as long as they're healthy. I think the big difference is that we play in a very weak division. We play, I think, in the worst division in baseball. I mean, uh, the Royals are not that good. We thought maybe the first month, wow, they look great. They are not a good team. Uh, obviously the Indians have just broken down everything and Minnesota is not nearly as competitive as they even they thought they were. And obviously as with bias, they would assume that they were high up on everyone was picking them to win the division. Right. And, the, and the, but that doesn't, that also doesn't make the White Sox. I think there's a lot of people on social media out there that think the White Sox are a bad team because they play in a terrible division. But there is a reason we are 10 and a half. I don't even know how many we're 10 plus games above Cleveland right now. Right. Yeah. So there's a reason we're above all these other teams in our division yeah. is because we are a good team. I and think the key. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's just going to lead to a, a number of players being rested. That, that is going to be the game plan. We are going to step off the pedal a bit, especially in September. Uh, this is, this is a division that we, I mean, it would take a monumental collapse. Our, our strength of schedule is very favorable the rest of the way. You know, we play the Pirates again. We play the Cubs who are terrible twice. Um, obviously we play our own division many more times. A, a terrible division. We, if we don't win, it would be humiliating at this it would, point. It would be. At least if we don't make it, if we, yeah, I guess if we don't well, make it to the playoffs, it'd be The reason it'll be humiliating is because we made some pretty serious additions to the team. And I am incredibly excited about them. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. So I put it out in the universe. If it ever happens one day, I did call it. I still think Juan Soto is uh, the prime candidate to get. At any point, I don't know how we would. It would obviously take the entire farm system because he's 22 or 23 years old. But I, I hope we do still go for him. I am not content with this team as is offensively, especially giving up Madrigal. Um, but we did get build up the best bullpen in baseball, bar none. Uh, yeah. The highest strikeout rate of any bullpen in the entire major leagues is in, in Chicago on the south side. 
And uh, that starts with Craig, Craig Kimbrell. Do you like the trade, Madrigal and um, Hoyer for Kimbrell? Yeah, I mean, I like Madrigal a lot. I think he's going to be a great, a great hitter. He, he, uh, I was under the impression before he hit, and obviously he would have to play like 20 something seasons uh, that he would be like a 3000 hitter. And I think that would be so cool to watch him, even if it gets to like 2500, right? He, whatever. He's going to um, hit over 2500 in his career. Yeah, he's a great hitter. He's a great. Hitter. He also he's he also hitter. doesn't need to be, you know, like uh, mega strong. He never needs to be. No, he hits the, as the long as his yeah. legs as long as his legs work. That guy is going to play fifteen to twenty years. Yeah, I think the White Sox uh, saw an uh, a chance, or not even a chance, but they want to win now. That's their biggest thing. Absolutely. It was a it was a win now move. That's the most important thing is that they want to bring a championship to the South side on in 2021, they want to try to do it in 2022 and then they can figure out other pieces from there. Cause we have Kimbrel for an option, right? Kimbrel's team on- option. And, you know, we just signed Lynn to a three-year extension. Another thing that occurred on our little summer vacation, uh, Keuchel is, and Yasmani are both in that window as well. We have both uh, Moncada and Jimenez. Oh, and also Luis Robert for at least five years apiece. Um, you know, our window is, is right now. It is the move to make for right now. And listen, I, I love Nick Madrigal. I, I hate when people hate on Nick Madrigal. I think that's so unfair. He walked in with very little minor league system play and looked like a pro immediately. People were way too hard on him. This is already a 300 hitter, the best pure contact in the league, no matter what, even if it's dribblers, whatever, not great contact, but he makes contact. I love that kind of play. I think the league is moving that direction. I actually think Jed Hoyer being really good friends with uh, Theo Epstein, who is now a president of baseball operations, probably knows something that we don't about what the future of hitting is. And Madrigal is probably a little more valuable than we see him as even yeah. right now. I don't understand any of the hate from Cubs fans who were like, you gave up Kimbrel for this guy. BS. Dude, the weirdest, the weirdest thing is, is, like, is going to be a monster. Yeah. And the weirdest thing is that Kimbrel, uh, although it has been good in recent years at one point in time was not good. Yeah. He, yeah. Was and like, you're getting, ago. and you're getting a guy that can, that is, is everybody out there is saying this guy is going to be a career 300 hitter. Yeah. So, so that's, that's a win. The Cubs were stagnant for the last five years. They had good. They had a good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They had a good run with him, but it's, they're not competing anymore. They made that clear. Madrigal is scrappy. He's a clubhouse guy. He bats number one in your lineup. He's fast. He's a good base runner. He's a good defender. Is he great at anything? Uh, maybe not, but he is good at just about everything except for hitting for power. Right. And that's what you want on a team that you're building around somebody who can do a little bit of everything in really great and, uh, you know, uh, competitive ways. So let's move over to the other addition from the Cubs to pair. Yeah. I think he's a good pitcher. I think, uh, he's had some bad luck. Yeah. We gave up nothing to get him. I love that. That's true. Um, I think he's had some bad luck in the first couple of games, uh, on the South side, obviously in spring training, when I saw him and I said this in a podcast last week, when, when the trade was made, uh, that it, it, in spring training, what you thought he was a spy? Thought he was a spy. Yeah, I saw you, Tapera, in that bullpen, not fully warming up. Don't think you can get away with. No, I'm just kidding. He was great. <laughs> he looked great tonight, and that is what we traded for, right? He is a, he is a slider specialist who can really spot his fastball. 
people don't hit him well for a reason. It's a great move. We didn't have to give up anything of consequence yeah. in the near term yeah. to acquire him. Great move for Tabera. Okay. Now the other addition, Hernandez replaces Madrigal at second, comes from uh, Cleveland. We gave up Connor uh, Pilkington, right? Uh, I'm I, about there. I'm about there. I like <laughs> it. I think he's a. I think he's a good. He's having a bad year, but he's already shown that he can hit. He can hit. He's actually hitting for power this year more than he ever has, and that's kind of what we need right now because we're missing a Brayu. Um, although they're the same, they're leading. Um, they said in the post game tonight, he's third in our team in home runs, but none of them are here. So he's, that's true. Yeah, he better he better get that going. But okay, so I like that move. I think he's got a lot of knowledge uh, about the game. Has postseason knowledge. He yep. is a vet. He knows how to win. He can win. Um, and I think that his average is going to go up. I think he'll finish the season around 260. I really do. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Listen, he has great speed for his size. Um, he, he's kind of big for a little guy. He really does know how to run the bases really well. He is a defensive improvement over uh, Madrigal. There's no doubt about that. I, If it's win now I and we win, you know what? Great. I have no, I have no qualms with this move. I think you, um, I think you have to have a guy like him in your lineup if you're going to push for the playoffs. And Madrigal would have been that guy and can't be. I, I honestly believe it's Madrigal's injury that got him traded, and that is unfortunate, but it is a part of the business. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, I, I love that Hernandez is on our team. I think that he's he's overall a good fit. But um, I, I don't see him as the long-term solution. I, I would actually rather see somebody like, uh, you know, Jake Berger shift into third and Moncada go back to two. That I, I know there are people who don't like that. I, I would prefer that. At least I agree with you. long-term. I, next I year, I don't need to see Hernandez in this lineup. That's what I, I, I think that too. I think Moncada needs to go it, it, if they want to or keep Or Colson Montgomery. Guys. Colson Montgomery looks really yeah. solid. Great well, pickup. Uh, also happened on our summer vacation. <laughs> it did. It did a lot. We of missed traffic. a lot of good stuff. <laughs> um, um, we have we have a couple of really big series coming up, and uh, chief among them are um, the uh, Royals and the Cubs. And we're going to get to those in just a second. First, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, just do me a favor. Whatever you hear an ad for right now, I want you to go out and buy it. And if you don't, I'm going to be mad at you. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. <laughs> Assaulted. We are back. I hope you're going to buy whatever it is you just saw. Like I said, if you don't, I'm going to be mad. 
Um, but we are uh, moving on to talk about uh, the Royal series uh, followed by the Cubs, which right now we are in the midst of playing a pretty poor Kansas city team. Uh, we won tonight, which is great. Um, we're filming this on Let's Tuesday, see. August 3rd. So it's going to be last night. We had, we should say that it's it'll be last right. It'll be last night. This is coming out in the morning. We're, as we're recording this on Tuesday, the third, it's late. It's coming out tomorrow morning. We won last night. The next couple of games are really kind of must wins. We have a, a really favorable matchup against them. Do you see um, any importance in trying to really run away against Kansas City, or is it okay to lose these games? What 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 are you? What's your mindset right now? The, I mean, these are games that we should win. We should be blowing these teams out of the water, right? That tonight's score is this is the one that like this is where, but this is where we can also say let's, could have and should have been more actually. Uh, yeah. So let let's. This is where the. Everybody, the pitchers, uh, the batters should be really focusing on how to improve themselves, right? That's what they should be doing. And so, and I know that's what everybody's doing all the time, but like, this is really, uh, where people should, uh, focus on, okay, if this guy's, if a Bray's up to bat and they're going to throw high and in like they do, how does a Bray you get out of that way? Or how does, how does a Bray you face those pitches? Cause he can't hit high and in, he can't hit a low sinker. That's just something he can't do. So right. how can he do that? Um, that's what we should be doing with these series. I do think that it is important to win these games just so we can say, look at our record, I think at the end, but at this point, um, as long as we keep a great pace above the second place team or any of the teams below, I think we'll be fine. Uh, that being said, again, I think it, it all really is determining, uh, Yankees, Rays, Jays. Yeah. Do you think we are competitive enough against those teams as we're built? I think, uh, I think at the beginning of the season, no, I think we, uh, I think we, overestimated ourselves and we got a little cocky and I think we blew it against the Rays and then we blew it. Uh, we had a good, uh, an okay series against the Jays um, and the Yankees. But I think that um, as the, as the season has gone on, I think that we have done a better job of playing the NL East teams. We did okay against Boston. That's a team that we might besides Giolito. That's a team that we, we might turn it around against the Astros. That's for sure at the end there. Yeah, well, we lost what a four game, three yeah, game, swept, three, four game. Yeah, we got swept in four and then lost the opener, and we lost. So we lost five in a row to Houston, but we did finish strong. My, uh, just to play devil's advocate, we we have progressed. Uh, Montgomery and uh, Tyone uh, and Herman in the back end of the Yankees rotation started the season off pretty terribly. I think Herman was out for a while too. They have really turned it around. That suddenly that Yankees rotation looks pretty solid and. I, I have to say, at the beginning of the year, I wasn't even, I was kind of laughing at the Yankees. And right now, having them add both Gallo and Rizzo, wow. I mean, you do not want them hitting at home now. And I, I am afraid of the Yankees. I, I do not, I said, I, I want Juan Soto. That, that for me is what makes the White Sox a true heavy hitter team. Are they a, a winner right now? Sure. But they are never going to be like, the runaway favorite against this Yankees team or uh, this race team or this Dodgers team or the Padres. We are, we're actually, I think we're better than the giants who ironically have the best record in baseball. But I, I think there is too much competition across the board of teams that have really elite players. And we have a lot of depth and a lot of youngsters who could project to be like that. But Abreu's taken a big step back this year, and no one else in our offense except maybe Tim Anderson 
really looks like a true superstar hitter yet. Well, I and think we're going to see that with I think we're going to see that with Jimenez and Robert when he arrives. Which I is, hope I think, you're right. I, I'm I believe just this right now is not that, that's no. not the case. Yeah. See, here's the here's the good thing though, Rob. We don't need to worry about the Giants. We don't need to worry about the Dodgers. We don't need to worry about the Padres, the Mets, or any of those teams. We do until, in the World Series. Until the World Series. And at that point, hopefully, Jimenez, Robert, and everybody, and Abreu, they're all on their game. If they're if not. I think so. But yeah. I, I would want to have, you know, the answer to Tatis in our lineup, which is Juan Soto. Which I would like Eli- to have Elijah Tatis. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> I mean, even Yoana Cespedes, uh, or Yoelki, Yoelki, Cespedes, doesn't project to be in that realm of player. And I I mean, I'd like to think that he proves us all wrong. That would be wonderful. What a great, if Colson Montgomery also could turn it around, turn it into just becoming the next Cody Bellinger. Awesome. Hook Mm -hmm. us up, please. For the love of God, that would be great. But, you know, we have, if, if I'm Rick Hahn and I ask the Nationals, hey, what? What do you want for Juan Soto from us? Our whole, the, the page is open. Everyone south of Andrew Vaughn, have your pick. If they said, I want Colson Montgomery, Jared Kelly, Jake Berger, Gavin Sheets, uh, Blake Rutherford, uh, uh, and, and Zach Collins and any other pitching prospect. And they said they want all seven of those players for Juan Soto. I would... Buckle them up and drive them over myself. I would <laughs> gladly give them all of that talent for five to seven years of Soto in his prime. Sure. If, if you align Soto with a Moncada Jimenez Robert window of five to seven years signing, which is what you would have for those guys. I mean, you can't tell me the White Sox are absolutely the favorite in the American League for the next three to five years. I think the Sox tried to get him before he was. They did. uh, And they, yeah. And they failed. The nationals pulled a little like, you know, looky loo, tricksy poopy on him and told him that they signed him when they hadn't. We could have Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. on this team. Yeah. We would be like the 29 Yankees. It would be amazing. Uh, Okay. So the Cubs are coming up, right? So we, let's say the Royals, we, we sweat, sweep them. Hopefully that'd be great. Pray. The Cubs are coming up. The Cubs have cleaned shot. They're they're blowing up their team. Still a they're competitive over. team and yeah. always play at a higher level against us. I my, I would love to think that we can sweep Kansas City. I would love to think that we could sweep the Cubs. It's not realistic given our track record. I happily take two out of three from both and just wash my hands of it. Move, yeah. move it forward. What do you think the atmosphere is going to be like in Wrigley? Because now a lot of Cubs fans are kind of torn apart. They blew up their favorite team. They blew up the World Series team. Uh, there are a lot of, I think, emerging Sox fans coming out knowing that we're going to have a great team for the next five years. Yeah, I have no – listen, I think Cubs fans are some of the most loyal people in the world. Yeah. I mean, I think the Cubs fans are going to come out and give as much support to their – team of uh, the decimated team as any other fans in this entire league the Cubs love their the Cubs fans love their players no matter who's on that squad those fans are going to come there to cheer and they're going to be in the White Sox fans ears all day in the White Sox players ears all day they're going to be cheering loud when they come to the cell too or you know Comiskey I'm not I'm not going to call it guaranteed Ray I don't want to don't ask me to I'm not gonna just call it just call it Southside Park. 
You know what? The cell has grown on me. I like the cell. Oh, the cell. Yeah, it's great. It feels right. I don't know why. It's not like I used my cellular or anything like that. But it didn't when it changed in 2003. It didn't when it happened. No. (laughs) But now, now it feels great. This was much better than guaranteed down rate. Yeah, but in 20 years, in 20 years, we're going to be like, yeah, uh, the you know guaranteed rate field. We're going to be like the great field. You know. Oh God. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we. We do that. Okay. We, we, these are two teams that we can, we can possibly each take two out of three from. Then come the Yankees. The biggest, well, we have a, we have a, a series before the Yankees. We start the series next Thursday at the Field of Dreams, one game, a day off, and then we play the Yankees again at the cell. When Rick Hom builds it, I will come. He did. You, you can you can actually bid on tickets right now. Just FYI, I, I couldn't afford them if I tried. But um, listen, the Yankees series that we have coming up, I, I actually am a little perturbed because we get one less game at our home stadium than the Yankees do against us this year. It's not not really fair. I'm not gonna lie. Of course, you know Iowa's a lot closer to Illinois than it is to New York. New York, but uh, you know I still. It's, it'll be packed with 8,000 Sox fans besides journalists. Well, I, I don't America. understand. Why do we have to have four games against the Astros and then three? That's a seven-game series. We have six against the Yankees. Why not do six and six games against the Astros and seven with the Yankees and that seventh game be the Field of Dreams game? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. Have you ever been to the Field of Dreams? Have I been there? No. Have I watched oh. that movie? So many times. And I am ecstatic that the – it makes sense. Listen – the Black Sox, the Yankees, that's all right in that era. It obviously takes place with the it's, it should be those two teams. Uh, but you know, it's a real honor. Our team is getting represented on the national stage in a really cool way, really unlike anything that we've seen in our lifetimes. Well, the field the field is truly amazing. And I went there a couple of times growing up. It is like a great place to play baseball. It's a lot of fun. It looks like you're, you know, the one time I did go, there was no corn because it just they were having a drought or something, which is weird. But if they don't, if the players don't emerge from the corn at the beginning <laughs> of the game as they're being introduced, I will say this was a, the biggest waste of time. That's a great point. We got to make sure that's tweeted so someone sees it. Yeah. Um. I'm, no, I'm ecstatic about it, and uh, I think it's going to be just an incredible series. Uh, with a, an, just an amazing way. Do you think they're going to wear like old throwback uniforms? They talked about that at all. Uh, that'd be amazing if they do. So that'd be. Cool. I mean, that'd like, so cool. yeah, with the uh, the high socks, the baggy yeah. pants that fold over, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and you know the weird collars and, and the, the, the small little caps with that. Also, little brim. shout out to uh, my, my best friend Mike Hall's parents. Uh, they m- made me this awesome scarf for Christmas, and Mike, who is late to everything and will be late to his own funeral. Uh, gave me this eight months after Christmas, but um, his mom made me this awesome White Sox scarf, and I am wearing oh, it great. all week. Shout out, Mike's mom. Appreciate you. Love you. Miss you. Um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to me, indeed. Um, all right, Bill. We got a couple minutes left here. Uh, let's run it down with the bottom nine. Uh, really quick, uh, other trades that were made that really moved you, obviously. The Cubs clean house. Baez is in New York. Rizzo's in New York, the other side of the city. Bryant's in San Fran. Uh, you, you know, Gibson moved over to Philly. Uh, is there a move that really sh- Frazier's in San Diego? Cruz uh, sure. in Tampa. Which the biggest, one? Yeah. The biggest move was Scherzer, Trey Turner going to the Dodgers. Without that puts doubt. that that I it's think not, to it's me, almost not fair. Yeah, and I just want to go on record and say the White Sox could have beaten that offer legitimately. I wish absolutely. 
It just sucks that Scherzer would have just wanted to go to a, a winning team on the West Coast, which is kind of a bummer because you're like, you know, it's he would have looked cool in a in a anybody would have looked cool in a White Sox jersey. But I like the moves that we made. I think we have a I think we actually have a far better pitching staff uh, as far as experience in the playoffs go too. And maybe I'm completely wrong, but I just think more. Um, uh, I think more focused and driven. You know, you got you have Walker Bueller and they have Scherzer, but like they obviously lost Bauer. You know, um, good riddance. Yeah, good another, our, over the summer vacation, our hair got a little longer, our beards got a little thicker, and Trevor Bauer did some BS, and I'm glad he's gone. Yeah, me too. Um, but then you know you got you got Kershaw, who's they're all experienced in the playoffs and they're all great pitchers, but they definitely have. Uh, Kershaw having a few injuries. Walker Bueller has had not the, maybe the best season, although he's, he's still, uh, pretty good. Um, but I, I just think, I think that that move was probably the best move of the, that really yeah, put it, him on top of that league. With Tatis going on the IL, possibly out for the rest of the year now. I don't think that anybody can be the Dodgers, even the White Sox. I'd like to think that, you know, like if we can get there, maybe some magic hits, but man, that Dodgers team is just formidable. It's mm-hmm. one through nine, a murderer's row. Their worst hitter is Chris Taylor, and he's like having an absolute career year. Yeah. Um, uh, Justin Fields and Andy Dalton are in a heated battle, and there's all this talk about Nick Foles maybe, you know, wanting to move up the depth chart and being upset that he isn't, and also maybe going to the Colts. What, what do you think is going to happen here, Billy? I don't think he's going to get traded. If he does get traded, it's not going to be the Colts. I think there's some bad blood between Wentz and Foles, and maybe I'm just making this up. Uh, but <laughs> as far as as far as I know, there was uh, there was I think um, you know like Wentz is going to get MVP of the year that year, and when the Philadelphia won, and then all of a sudden Foles comes in after Wentz breaks his leg or whatever, and and Foles comes in and wins the Super Bowl and becomes the hero of the city, and that's kind of a bummer for Wentz. So you know. Wentz being injured, sure, they need a quarterback. Foles is there, but like, come on, like, you know, if I were Wentz, I'd be so frustrated that Foles is always the guy yeah. that <laughs> steals the thunder. That's ridiculous. Uh, but All I right. do think, I think Dalton's going to absolutely start the year. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to ask, what do you think? I, I, I do too. And I ultimately say, I don't care. Just win. Whoever you put out there, be right. Yeah. Win. Yeah. Um, all right. Last but not least, wow. The bulls have had a big 48 hours and, uh, this team suddenly looks very, very good. Bill, what do you think about these moves that, uh, Arturis Carsonovas' DNA is now all over this bulls team all over. I'm so happy. They blew that team. Or the, or they just started making moves. Um, they gave up, uh, they gave up some draft picks for sure in the next few years that maybe we'll miss out on. But as far as, um, as far as creating a team that can win now, they just did that. They did that. Uh, and I think, I think the biggest pickup for me, I think honestly is Caruso because we need that defense. He's a great defender. It's nice to see him there. Um, Lonzo ball, bringing him in four years. That's insane. It was a steel deal. And, uh, it really <laughs> was, I mean, like, it may not, it may not, they may not be a championship team. They may not be able to face the Lakers, or the Nets or whatever, but, but at least they are a playoff team and they've literally gotten Chicago excited about the Bulls again. Mm-hmm. And, and that's right, the most important thing. And right in time, Jerry Reinsdorf could have a very big 2021 and 2022. Oh, that man is living. Yeah. Living. Yeah. He wants to go out on a high note. Hopefully he'll <laughs> actually spend some money. Still crossing my fingers for some Juan Soto love. Never going to happen, but I'm going to pray. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, Bill, it's a pleasure to be back. Uh, we're definitely going to be back for another episode much sooner than later. Uh, our summer vacation is over. Bill's going to grad school. Uh, I'm moving Rob's to going to Broadway. Yeah, we're going to have some fun anyway. I, I don't, I have another, you know, 10 months before I start that. So here we go, baby. We're going to do some, uh, some serious podcasting. Uh, don't you worry. You'll see us again soon. We love you. We miss you. Uh, Bill, say goodbye to the folks. Bye, folks. Yeah, what a handsome mug. I miss you. I love you. All right, everybody. Uh, you know, keep wearing a mask. Get vaccinated for the love of God. Those of you that aren't ruining it for the rest of us, just do it already. Uh, and we will see you out there. Go White Sox!